At seven years old, today's guest was in a car accident that changed his life forever. He was flown out of a windshield and hit a tree head on. And after spending six months in a hospital, he had to learn to walk again, but with assistance, including a cane and a wheelchair. He is the author of children's books, adult books, and an upcoming project with a documentary about his car accident and recovery. Brandon, thank you so much for for being with us today. I uh, know a little bit about your story. Mm -hmm. I've seen the books that you've published that you've sent to me, and I'm so impressed. I can't wait to to talk about this. So so first, why don't you tell us a little bit about Brandon? Tell us a little bit about you. Well, yes, it was March 7, 1993. I left my shoes up here in my granny's. That's where I caught the bus at. And we live way, or not too far down the road, but I had to go to school the next day, and it was picture remake day, and my mama was all out and about, and the babysitter had to take me to my granny's to get my shoes because I forgot them. But before that, my aunt and uncle come down there and wanted to know if I wanted to stay with them and catch the bus in the morning, and I told them I would if my two brothers could come. But I was seven years old at the time, and my two brothers was five and three months old or six months old in the baby crib. I was pretty much watching over them. And on March the 7th, I had to come up the road to my granny's, get my shoes, and catch the bus. And the babysitter didn't really know how to drive yet. I mean, she knew what she was doing, but she just got her license and was trying to put on makeup and smoke a cigarette. And ran off the road repeatedly, and I had when I flew from I flew out the window, front window, hit the tree head on, and had traumatic head injury. And uh, my brother, my middle brother, he was five. He was in the back seat. He kicked out the back window and went and walked down the road to our aunt's house and called 911. And they picked me up and took me to the hospital for six months here and then I got transferred to Atlanta for six more months. You said she kept going off the road. So did she finally go off the road and hit something and that's what slung you out? I she ran I guess so. I I just remember what I was told. Sure. But I blacked out when I went out the window. Did did you suffer the most injuries, the harshest injur- injuries? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much, because like you said, I, I walk with a cane now, and if I go to 
Walmart or somewhere big. I could walk it, but it'd take forever. Yeah. So I used a wheelchair. She was cut out of the car with the jaws of life. And mm. she had to go to rehab and relearn everything again because she was 35, I think, at the time and had a mind of a five-year-old. Wow. So she had to start all over, too. But we're all still living. Last I heard, she moved off to Missouri or somewhere and married a rich man. And now I'm here writing books and getting my own family own family too. So your brother kicked out the back windshield and he went and was able to get someone to call 911. At the back window and went and got ill. So so this happened at seven years old. So yes, so you've spent from seven years old. How long did it take you to learn to to develop your skills again? Uh, well I my memory's perfect. I didn't lose none of that. And I mean I could do everything anybody else can do, but I still I'm a little slower because I got to use a cane or a wheelchair. And my right hand's better than my left hand, but I can still use my left hand some. Not as good, but I can still use it when needed. How did that affect you as, I mean, a seven-year-old child? Uh, well, before that, before the wreck happened, I played little league ball for my elementary school. And all of that come to a stop that day. So I couldn't do nothing. I had to relearn how to, you know, get up and move and all that again. And then one of the other kids were outside playing. I was inside watching TV or playing video games. Did you get to go to school and and graduate yeah. and, and have? Well, after I, you know, had to recover a little bit. Mm. But yes, I did start back going to school. I had to repeat the first grade. But I did graduate high school in 2006. I walked from the auditorium through the school all the way to the football field. It took me a little while. I tried to get the other kids to go around me. But they said they made it this far with me. They was going to make it the rest of the way behind me as we walked to the field. Do you mind if I ask how old you are now? 36. Okay. So did anything happen to her other than, I guess, I mean, more on like a legal stance? Did your family try to press charges or what, was there anything legally that came out of this? No, nothing legally. I mean, we didn't try to do nothing. Just tried to get me better and make sure she was okay. Does she know that she was putting on makeup and smoking cigarettes and not paying attention when, did, did no, she, is that a part of her reality? I don't know, before before she ever moved and everything got settled, I ran into her once before, and she didn't say, she wasn't ever talked to me, and I don't even think she even looked at me when I seen her. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard when making mistakes suck, right? And then, especially when it's something on this kind of level, you know, how do you apologize for that? How How do you make that up to somebody? Your life has been changed drastically forever it has but i'm i mean i'm I'm living day to day just like everybody else yeah hell yeah you are when when i mean this happened to you at such a young age when you know you were an athlete and probably you know building these dreams of things that you wanted to do and all of that changed how did you fight that depression or feeling sorry for yourself how did how did you stay so positive i i wanted to give up a lot after that, I just had to watch TV and play my video games and work out 
lift my weights and stuff and try not to think about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't play ball no more, so I had to watch Major League Baseball on TV, and I went to my cousin's ball game that I used to play ball with. I just went to watch him and my other friends that I knew and cheered him on. Yeah. You hear so many stories of people that, you know, these horrific life-changing events happen and, and they fall into a depression and they turn to drugs and alcohol and, and a destructive life that ends up sometimes taking their life. And it seems like, it seems from what I can tell that you have worked very hard at fighting that. So what, what's been some of your techniques and your survival to stay on, on the right side of yourself and your mental health? Well, I mean, I'm, of course, everybody pushing me and telling me not to give up, but I tried to quit school too. And uh, assistant principal wouldn't let me. She told me going back to class. Don't think about that, but I, like I said, they pushed me and pushed me and I, of course I ran the bars like everybody else did when they turned 21, but when I met my fiance, she told me I had to pick either her or the bars and of course I picked her and I quit drinking after that. And now we got our own little family and I can't give up now, but I got to raise her. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's awesome. That, that motivation, it, you know, the, the babies change everything, right? So having, having that baby of your own is definitely motivation to stay, you know, positive about life and, and recovery, because, you know, this is something that will be with you forever, but you seem to have found that way to where you're controlling it some. You know, you have a great life. You're doing really cool things. And and I'm so glad to hear these success stories because so many people give up and you haven't. The book covers and stuff that you were sending me of because I think you said you have what 18 books out and two more in the works. I've got six out that's on or for sale now. But the other ones are the other 12 are being published. Wow. Finishing up the last two. So what inspired you to do books and and especially, you know, like the children's genre? Like what inspired you? It's a funny story. I was sitting here. We done had our baby and all. She was going to daycare and her mama was going to work. And I was watching the local news. This was 2018 when I started. And the authors come on there and say, everybody's got a story to tell, but not everybody tells their story because they don't want to be ashamed of it or anything like that. And I talked to her when she came home from work. She said she'd be behind me from wherever I start. And she was behind me and told me if I wanted to do it, do it. So I sat down and started writing it. And it took me two years to handwrite that first book about mine and my brother's life and the wreck and everything after that. And then at three years old, my uh, little daughter turned to me and looked up to me and said, Daddy, I want to write a book like you and have it published. 
And I sat down and wrote her one. And then after that, I just kept writing. Oh, wow. She's got another one out, too. The Bella Kate book and her Pets Adventures was her second book I wrote for her. It's about, it's not, uh, I used her pet's names and made that book up for her. But it's pretty much her book because she gave me the idea and everything pretty much to put in it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Not not very many parents and children share that kind of thing together, you know, like, like so many of them have, I mean, they all have their own things that they do, but to say that me and my dad wrote some books together like that, that's pretty awesome. When either one of her book sales, I give her the money off of all her books that sell. Yeah. I mean, she gets the money anyway, but yeah, it's her book. She gets all the money. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm working on our third book now. It'll be part two of Piper Johnson's seven-year-old autobiography. Okay. So, because when I was looking at the book covers and I was seeing that the author was Piper Johnson, that Piper's your daughter. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's, man, that's, that's, that's incredible. I'm so glad that you all have that. I much favor that book because she come up with all the ideas and Changed her name to Bella Kate instead of using her name. And she was three when this started and had that brain, that mind to do that. That's incredible. First autobiography of her, the second book, Piper Johnson's autobiography, that was her first one I wrote. She wanted to write a book like me, so I sat down and wrote her autobiography. And then at six, she wanted to do the Bella Kate book. Yeah. I wrote it for her too. Wow, that that's awesome, man! I can't wait to share um, the links on our social medias and stuff. I hope that um, people check them out, buy them, and uh, and she can do something great with that money. You know. Right. So, d- does your does your other siblings did did they have any of the long existing traumas that that you've had? No, the one, uh, my middle brother that was in the wreck with me, all he had was a few bruises and scratches on him. That's all he had. But he went to the doctor, too, just to make sure he was okay and, you know, check on me. But other than that, he didn't get hurt at all. Wow. Well, man, I'm I'm so glad that you survived it. I'm so glad that you're putting up the fight and and a great dad and doing such cool things. Can we talk more? You've got so much going on. I, w- I want us to make sure that we hit all of it. So we've talked about the children books, but you've also released a- books for adults, right? Right. So what 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 are those about? I think you said one was about you and your brother. That's the first book. It could be adult book or kid book, but it's four hundred and sixty four pages long, so pretty much an adult book. Right, right. And the second or the novel I wrote is called uh, Johnny's Life and How He Made It. I made that story up too, but if you read it and get really into it, it could be a true story for somebody. Mm. Like mine, I seen something on TV and I wanted to do it and I wrote, I sat down and started writing. Here I am now writing more books. So have you had um a lot of sales and success and recognition of that? 
Or is it still if in the newer stage? Well, it's been going on for six years now. But yeah. with six books I've got out on Amazon and Kindle, when I'm counting all of them together, I've sold 326 books. Oh, wow. Hell yeah, man. Good for you. Well, I hope that uh, when I release the uh, the links to it, that those cells go up like that. That's awesome. What, what, can, okay. I, I don't want to cross any lines. So if I ask a question that you can't answer, but I'm, I'm curious about this documentary. Are you in a place where you can talk about that? I know that sometimes when people are doing documentaries or TV shows or something, they can't talk about it for a while. Are you able to tell us anything? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, great. I'm, yeah, please. I'm at home. I can talk about it. Whatever Perfect. you ask. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, 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 what's it about? What, what's the whole purpose of it? What are you trying to do with it? It's about me. I mean, like you, like we said from the start, I'm disabled, but I'm not paraplegic yet, mm-hmm. or I'm not. I can move on my own with just a little help. Sure. I'm trying to get it out there to others. Well, pretty much everybody, not just certain people, but. I mean, I'm not the only disabled person on this earth. And if I can overcome what I did, then I hope to give them faith to try to overcome whatever it is they got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you? um, Like, have you also already started recording and stuff? Not yet. I'm starting this summer. Oh, wow. Wow. So will they, will they come to your house and just record there? Like, that's what they that's what they told me so so far. He uh the guy I got coming, he's uh all the way from Texas. Oh wow. And he's coming down here to do it for free. Wow, that's and incredible. Aired on T V and everywhere else. Wow. Man, I you you know, I get so inspired when I have guests on that you know, is taking something horrific that happened to them and turned it, turn it into something beautiful, you know, where other people can hopefully learn from the, the mistakes that maybe someone made that got them in certain positions and, and how to recover, you know, and it, it, it's so inspiring, man. I, I couldn't wait to get you on and I hope that you continue to uh, keep us updated. If there's ever you know, especially when the documentary happens, let me know. Like, I want to keep that stuff on my social media. Like I said, I post on my Facebook page, every link to my books that come out or anything I update, like I did this morning when I had to, or I told everybody I had an interview with you. Yeah. 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 I saw that. I appreciate that. Wow, Brandon! Well, I, I I'm so excited for the things that that you have in store. I'm putting you out there just like you putting me out there. Yeah, I appreciate that. We've all got to network together, you know. I think, I think that you know when when you have survivors like us, we uh, we're all after just trying to help people, and yeah. and and I think it's really cool how we all kind of unite together and and we network together and we just want to get everybody's word out and. I really appreciate that. What I would like to ask you before we head out is you're 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 so smart. You have so many great things going for you and you're you're taking what happened to you and you're turning it into something just really cool. So what kind of advice do you have 
for people because a lot of the people that I do have on my show are, are struggling. You know, they're struggling with addiction. They're struggling with depression and, and, and it's eating them up that they can't change what's happened. So, so what advice would you have for somebody like that? On addiction problem. I've seen it face to face. I've never done it, but I've seen it. My brother's done it. My daddy's done it. My daddy passed away because of it. But my little bitty brother that was in the uh, baby crib when I had the wreck, he was a drug addiction. And I got some of that in my first book. Tell others about him, too, about the drugs and everything else. He actually overcome it. He's been clean for about seven years now. That's so awesome. it's, it's in my book, too. Yeah. How the handsome boys were raised in Cottondale, Alabama before and after the wreck. I mean, it's pretty much everything we've been through. I'm done hurting.